0: Brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations, which we now broadcast once a week every Thursday, to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Last week here on Fruitbox, we discussed all things European with Filipina at Freshfell. And this week, I'd like to turn our attention to the United States of America. Now, the world watched as President Biden was inaugurated last month, and it was as if there was almost a huge global audible sigh of relief to be heard. Rest assured, I'm not trying to make a political point here. It's just that I guess the style of Donald Trump's four years in the White House was so entirely unpredictable that it was almost impossible to keep up with what the substance might be from one day to the next. Now, that will surely change under the new president, Joe Biden. But what else will change under the new administration when it comes to our own products, our fruit, fresh fruits and vegetables. And for that matter, how will the U.S. market evolve in the next several years? To discuss these and many other sh- issues with me today, I'm delighted to be joined down the line from Washington, D.C. by Tom Stencil. Tom is the president and chief executive of United, the Fresh Produce Association. Tom, welcome to Fruitbox.
1: Thank you, Chris. It's great to be with you today.
0: Now, now, Tom, am I right? Uh, there's bound to be a change in style after after Donald Trump, but will there be a change in the substance of the policy decisions that are made by the new administration when it comes to our own sector, the fresh fruit and vegetable sector? And what what, what should we be on the lookout for?
1: Well, Chris, you've you rolled up a, a number of questions uh, in that, that easy sentence. Uh, <laughs> let me take a step back and, and just comment on Uh, the change has taken place here in the United States. Uh, I can't imagine what our our colleagues around the world uh, were thinking when they saw the attack on the Capitol building here uh, in early January. Uh, It was a sad day for America. And I think it was a sad day for democracies around the world. Uh, We got through it, uh, thank God. Uh, We have inaugurated a new president. Uh, The system of democracy here in the United States did prevail in the end. But it has been a a momentous event in the history of this country. Mm -hmm. There's there's obviously gonna be a change. Uh, President Biden has come in. Uh, He he set a different tone from the very beginning. Uh, For those of you who are able to hear any of his inauguration speech, uh, it was uh, inclusive. It was reaching out to people who can disagree. Uh, We we can all agree to disagree. I think about us in the fresh produce industry. Uh, Oh, my gosh, buyers and sellers are negotiating compromise every single day. But for some reason, our politicians, at least in the United States and many other countries, sadly, uh, don't seem to have that skill set that we in the fresh produce industry have. But I do have a little bit of optimism. I believe President Biden will be uh, reaching out, changing that move. And reestablishing America's connections around the world. Uh, That to me is one of the big changes you're likely to see.
0: Now, um, I know that your offices at United Fresh are are very, uh, they're right there in the center of of Washington, D.C. And Washington, D.C. is also in the grip of the pandemic. It's it's all over the world, but it's especially so, it seems, in, in your country, in the United States. What impact is is it having on the sector, the fresh fruit and vegetable sector in the US?
1: Well, Chris, you add all the things I was just talking about, and then you have to remember we're in the middle of this almost year-long pandemic now. Mm -hmm. Uh, A global pandemic, uh, it certainly had major effect in the US, but but also around the world. Uh, I think when we first started to experience this last March, April, Uh, The most immediate impact was the shutdown of the restaurant and hospitality industry. Uh, That happened almost overnight. And and it happened the same way in many other countries. Mm -hmm. But our supply chain in fresh fruits and vegetables uh, had to make a a major shift. Uh, In the United States, uh, Americans were consuming more than half of their food away from the home. Now, produce is probably more in the 35% range was being consumed at restaurants, hospitality, hotels, uh, that type of uh, forum. But all of that that food consumption had to shift to a retail uh, environment. And concurrently with the shift to the retail sector, we saw this major explosion in online purchasing Mm -hmm. of consumers who uh, went on uh, the internet, they ordered their groceries, they ordered their produce and had it delivered to their homes. 11 months later, we've come to grips with that. The system here, the supply chain is functioning pretty well. You know, my friends in the food service industry and the restaurant industry are still suffering uh, tremendously. Um, But by and large, the the supply side of fresh produce has been able to rise to the occasion and and, uh, meet that need for consumers, uh, primarily through the retail channel.
0: Uh, It's an it's an issue we've discussed on on many times over the last year on on fruit box. Do you think that there's going to be an even closer focus on on food safety as a result of uh, of the crisis? And for that matter, and this is kind of an obvious I kind of know the answer to this, but almost before I ask it, but on those issues of health, nutrition and diet. I think
1: there there are two points you raise there, Chris, Uh, first on food safety. Uh, When the COVID-19 first exploded on the scene last spring, one of the most important things we did was work with the government regulators uh, to assure the public that food was not a carrier of the illness. Uh, And that's been critical. Um, You know, there's some countries around the world that still make that assertion, but it's primarily a trade barrier. Uh, There's no science to suggest that uh, COVID is transmitted through food or food packaging or anything of the sort. So that was the first and key thing on food safety. But let me shift to, to the next piece. COVID has also taught us that not only is eating well and eating more fruits and vegetables critical to long term health, it's critical to preventing the worst cases of COVID. Mm. So you can look today and those people who had pre existing conditions, obesity, diabetes, diet related illnesses. We're much more susceptible to catching the illness in the first place, uh, to having more hospitalizations, and actually the uh, risk of death is much higher in those people who have diet related health conditions. Mm -hmm. So there's a a strong push coming, I believe, uh, here in America, it's coming through the UN. Uh, This is the International Year of Fruits and Vegetables under the UN auspices. You're gonna see a major push that Eating more fresh fruits and vegetables helps not only in preventing long-term uh, disease, it helps in reducing the risk of uh, communicable diseases such as COVID-19. And,
0: and uh, Tom, are you getting uh, feedback from your members that, that, uh, and from the industry more, more, more generally that there's an uplift in sales, that they're seeing more demand for fresh produce as a result of those issues
1: that you've just talked about? You no, know, Chris. I think it's like everything else in our industry. We're not one monolithic group. Uh, we're a bunch of different commodities, and each commodity is kind of experiencing this in a different way. Uh, there's certainly some areas that are seeing major uh, upticks. You know, citrus, uh, fruits, grapes—some of those areas. Uh, potatoes have seen a major uptake here in the U.S., but that's more from a staple uh, standpoint. Uh, but then there's some other areas that uh, higher priced uh, uh, specialty products maybe have suffered a little bit. You know, a lot of those products are impulse buys. When you go to the, the grocery store, the shop, and you see a beautiful uh, piece of fruit, you might pick it. But when you're ordering online, you probably have a shopping list. and You probably stick to, to buying the staples. Uh, so that's another thing we are focused on as an association is how can we Create that impulse buy. How can we create excitement uh, for the consumer to purchase more variety of fruits and vegetables through online sources?
0: Mm. Well, let, let's look at overseas for a moment. Um, imports, imported fresh fruits and vegetables, are so much part, so much more part of your of your daily life now in the U.S. It's it, the the, the industry has changed quite dramatically in the last uh, 10, 20 years. Do you see this change continuing or, or do you think there's going to be kind of because of the crisis, I guess, but other other trends going on that there's going to be an even greater focus and interest for that matter on in in, in the United States among American consumers on what's local and what's seasonal?
1: There's certainly going to be interest in local and seasonal. I, I think we see that uh, primarily in our higher end restaurants, uh, maybe some of the, the higher end stores. Uh, But we also have to understand that uh, having good quality, fresh, low cost fruits and vegetables available to the public is critical to their long term health, It's critical to our industry. So really, if you believe in free and fair trade, which we do as an organization, and and I still believe the majority of the industry does, uh, we have to allow for that process to work. You know, it's the free enterprise system that brings um, the lowest cost, highest quality, most successful product to the consumer. And, and that's really what we've seen. Uh, we've seen growth in certain uh, imports for short, but we've also seen growth in exports. Our produce is really a global economy. Uh, you know, At this point in time in, in February, most of us would have been gathered together in Berlin uh, at a global event called Fruit Logistica. Uh, I miss being here this year, but it's a perfect example of how global our industry is. Uh, Your events that that you produce as well around the world, Uh, the world's getting smaller. And I think the idea that we're going to protect against that uh, is not going to be a long-term strategy. If people want to promote local and promote the value for different reasons, that's great. Uh, but it ought to be based on promotion and choice, not on restriction.
0: Mm -hmm. I I couldn't agree more. Uh, Now, you you mentioned the issue of exports. Uh, Where are we with exports from the US and how do you see developments there? Over here in in my country, in Britain, the government here is talking a lot about the prospects of a a trade agreement with the with the United
1: States. So what's your take? Well, we would certainly like to see that uh, a trade agreement with the UK. there's not a lot of transatlantic uh, exchange in the, the fresh fruit and vegetable industry uh-huh. uh, to the UK. Um, part of that is, is seasonality, you know, that it's not a north-south type of trade relationship that we see in the Americas. Uh, the US fruit imports, for example, are primarily from uh, the Southern hemisphere. And I think you've got a little bit of that um, in Europe as well. But still, nonetheless, uh, our two countries have been uh, great friends for a long, long time. I'd like to see that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going back to something you asked me about what may change with the Biden administration, I do think you're going to see more of President Biden reaching out to partners, uh, to trade partners, to allies, trying to build that uh, worldwide cooperation as opposed to uh, the America first. Uh, which we've heard for the last several years. Mm -hmm. Um, We can be first, but we have to be together, Uh, and I think every country wants to put its own uh, citizens first. Uh, That's a natural instinct, so I'm not criticizing the the concept, but the tone that said everybody else has to fall behind, Mm -hmm. uh, that's not the way I expect the Biden administration to reach out around the world. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm sure that that's very encouraging for to hear, and 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 it echoes some of those things you were saying about the kind of global nature of the fresh fruit and vegetable business. I always feel that fresh fruits and vegetables, as it were, are, are connectors of people, um, and and that's one of the wonderful things about them. Tom, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line from Washington, D.C. by Tom Stencil, the president and chief executive of United Fresh, the U.S. Fresh Produce Association. Tom, thanks so much for coming on Fruitbox today.
1: Chris, thank you. It was great being with you.
0: Now, you can find today's conversation with Tom and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox at our website, fruitnet.com. I'm going to shift attention to food retail over the next couple of weeks on Fruitbox. I'm due to be speaking with the Fresh Produce Chief of Marks & Spencer's on next week's episode. So do stay tuned for that and for future episodes of uh, Fruitbox. Make it your regular listen In 2021. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at FruitNet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.